the Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures, with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Chet's Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings. You can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at liberty.edu. Koreans and Sweets. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at druryhotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our in-depth discussion into NCAA hockey. Scott Strandy with you today in a very rainy and wet and dreary Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me not from Long Island, New York today, but from upstate New York, Albany, as a matter of fact. Paul, how are you? I'm good. They let me out of the basement. <laughs> how long is it going to last? Uh, we go back to the, I go back to the basement Wednesday morning. Oh, Okay. Okay, well, that's good. I didn't want you out too long because then you start to smell freedom and then you know what happens. The next thing you know, you want to raise, you want to start traveling, you want to go see Sun Devil games in the new building. All that stuff comes along with it. So get back to the basement where you belong. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I I, I totally understand how that works. I've been doing this for a long time now. I I, I know where my place is. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, tonight we got a great show. Um, we're going to dig into uh, what uh, Mr. Buchigas put out there. We're going to start with that. Then we're going to go to our guest. And we've got a great guest because you want to talk numbers? We've got the first uh, in a couple different situations for Arizona State hockey. We're going to bring on in about, oh, I don't know, just a 12 minutes or so. We're going to bring on the new and the old play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Hockey. Tyler Paley is going to join us in just a few minutes. But before we dig into that, this is analytics and eyeballs, which means that my eyeballs were scanning through Twitter, and I saw some right, hold analytics. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. I think we out. need to talk about it. <laughs> time out. Time out. First, let's, time let's... out for what? Well, time first of what? all, first of all, um, there was at least one question that Michael asked last night that we can answer. <laughs> What's that? Well, he was he he actually was right. It is the Great Danes. That's the nickname for oh, okay. uh, SUNY. Congratulations, Auburn. Michael. <laughs> well, that's a listen. Good for good for him. You know, I yeah, I don't did know some research. <laughs> well, research or, or or if he and if he knew it, it's even better. But um, <laughs> he might have known it. He might have known it. He's from Miami, um, Ohio. You know, so he might have known. Well, yeah. Well, it's a Mac school, and. On the, uh, are they a Mac school? No, uh, Albany is. Uh, I think it's FCS. I think okay. they're, but still, East Coast. They, they, yeah. pro- they probably played basketball. But he, good, the fact job, of the he got it right, and I want to yeah. give him credit for it. Nice, nice. So I'm sure he appreciates that. Well, he you know. was a little frustrated that Menino couldn't join us last night because he had he was all geared up to find out who well, had more. Uh, 
NCHC swag, me or him. And um, I think I beat him because I, I took a box out of there uh, when I was there the oh. other day. So <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't. But I, I'm surprised they haven't changed the locks on that vault. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, um, I, I think that put between you and Menino, you guys put the conference in the red. So <laughs> could be, could be. Menino was he texted me late last night and said, "She's I'm sorry, I couldn't make it on. I was, uh, I was in a in a visit. So I think he was uh, doing a little scouting and recruiting. Anyway, uh, but anyway. that's okay." Yeah, we'll That's get into that. Whatever. Okay, before we get to, to our guest tonight, let's let's talk about this because John Butchergrass, um, I know he's a little slanted towards the east. Maybe people say that we're slanted or I'm slanted towards the west, but he got number one right without a doubt, Denver. I think he yeah, got pretty I, close with, with two and three also. I think Minnesota and North Dakota are going to be there. Well, first of all, right, I think he's right with Denver. I mean, this is way too early. Uh, you know me. I don't like to do this without seeing a few games first. Okay. Or does that um, matter? <laughs> to me, it does. Yeah. <laughs> early in the season. I mean, do this, we, is, do this we, is just, you know, yeah, he just I, wants something out there to banter and, and around. I would also say I got to see how all the changes affect I mean, They have. Do they have a lot of talent? For that other maroon and gold team, yes, they do, but a lot of it is new, and that you know, maybe by the end of the season, they'll be second either in the in the top twenty-five or whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, we call it the Super Sixteen, but um, will they start off that way? Maybe, maybe not. You know, it took well, Denver. That, it took Denver that, no, six weeks last no year to get on a roll. Yeah, but no offense to our boy Rick Zombo, but uh, that's who they get first. So I think they'll be two and zero. Yeah, but that doesn't. I know. I'm joking. What does that mean? Because you said could they get out to a fast start? Uh, anyway. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see uh, game North one. Dakota probably. Uh, Duluth is Duluth. What? Well, Duluth is Duluth. Harvard's got a lot of talent coming back. Um, Northeastern's got Devin Levi, so that. Makes them an immediate top ten threat. Um, I'm not even going to acknowledge the team he's got number nine. I know they fired the coach finally, but I'll wait. They yeah. have a lot of talent. That would, too, that would but, be Michigan. I'll, I'll tell people right. in case they're not looking. Um, um, the, the Mavericks. He's got Minnesota, Minnesota State, State way down there. Eleven at, at eleven. Um, uh, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't would, know what they have. Oh, well, that's that's my point. You don't know. To me, I mean, I get it. You put it out there at a little PR. You, we're talking about it. Other people will talk about it. We know they have to replace Dryden McKay. Um, but we'll see. Well, They're I'm going to be total homer. Really here. good, but. Let, let me be total homer here right off the get go. What else? I, is think, I think Sun Devil Hockey has a chance to be in that top 16. I really do. Uh, I also think that Colorado College could be sniffing the top 16. Uh, you just said it. If you got Devin Levi, you've got a shot to be in the top ten right away. If you've got uh, Caden Emberico, um, you've got a shot to be a lot better than people are giving you credit for. I I, I agree with that. They have a lot of guys coming back, and they and but it's still changing the level from Emberico. Now playing oh, yeah. in this it, World it, Junior Tournament definitely helps him adjust to that level much faster. Come October. But he still has to do. He still has to do it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, everybody's got to do okay. it. Yeah. Uh, well, it, I under, you know, but you know what I'm saying. A lot of people it's, said that there was no business of Hunter McCown being on that U.S. Uh, junior team, and he's held up pretty darn well. Well, uh, yes, I'm not. I'm not saying he Embarico can't do it. Don't put words in my mouth. I can do that good enough for myself. I don't need your help for that. <laughs> my point. Did being, I, what did I say? My point being is the World Juniors is definitely going to give Embarico a lot of confidence that he can play at the next level, which, you know, World Juniors is nice, but it's all-star teams and so forth and so on. And the U.S. has been totally dominant in their group. 
even last well, night. Well, one thing we know for sure. Over Sweden. I'm going to ask Menino and Mayotte if they can get him a new glove because that catching glove is awful. He dropped three or four pucks yesterday that he should not have dropped. So they, they got him wow. a new glove. It, it's it's not broken in apparently or something because that's not Caden and Barrico that I saw at least in the uh, four days at, at uh, the NJEC. So, um, But anyway, I, I think that, that – People are right. I think Sun Devil Hockey's got a real shot. I think they're going to have energy with the new building. We know they're going to have energy with their new play-by-play voice. And we also know that right. um, they've got a lot of home games. So while the they competition do. is stiff, if you, can, if you can harness that energy and put it to work for you, you're going to sneak up on a lot of people. And there's a lot of ways to climb into that top 16 when you look at the roster of who they're playing. Starts off in their first four games, which – I think is a gauntlet going to Duluth and going to Bemidji Absolutely. State. Absolutely, we got two of the teams that Butchergrass thinks are in the top sixteen right there in your first two weekends on the road. Yep, yep. And there's so, also plenty of other teams there coming into Tempe that are in that top sixteen. So. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's bring on our special guest. He's been waiting around way too long to uh, banter with us. So, give us about three minutes, and we'll be right back with Tyler Bailey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs. Indeed it is, Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our Monday night show where we talk NCAA hockey. Numbers, what our eyes tell us, what the numbers tell us. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein. Not on Long Island, New York, but in upstate New York. Is that true? Upstate? New in yeah. upstate, well, yes, uh, Albany, New York. It is in upstate Albany. Is about <laughs> it's the basically, yeah, it's it's upstate technically, but you know, it's not when 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 most people <laughs> down here think upstate, they think Buffalo, they think Niagara, they think uh, Syracuse. Um, okay, Albany's but it's not Long middle. Island. Let's just leave it at that. No, it's okay, not. But it's it's on... right near. R- RPI in uh, Union College. So nice. Now we know where you can go cover games for us. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's bring on our special guest, the old voice, the new voice, 
Um, Arizona State product, Tyler Paley is with us. Tyler, Scott, and Paul with you, first of all. Welcome aboard, and nice to hear your voice again. Gentlemen, thank you so much. So good to be with both of you. So good to be back with the program. I am uh, so thrilled for this opportunity, and it's been a while since we've last talked, so thanks for inviting me on. It was a a no-brainer, Tyler. It was a no-brainer as soon as I saw who they named. Uh, I was uh, had my fingers crossed on it uh, for a long time, as you know. Um, I was wishing it into existence. It happened, and uh, you were my first text as soon as I saw that we had to have you on. So um, congratulations on the new gig. Let's start with that. Uh, before we start Thank talking you. hockey, though, tell everybody where you've been. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, after my time at ASU as a student, you know, covering the team and being the broadcaster for the team on the uh, Pac-12 streams, got an opportunity to to call a game against Penn State on the Pac-12 network, which was kind of my TV debut, if you will. <laughs> uh, I, I took up an opportunity out in Toledo, Ohio, to be a news anchor and reporter, was out there for three years, uh, loved it. There was a lot good about it, but it also made me realize that, you know, TV news, local news in particular, wasn't necessarily my thing. So came back out here uh, to the Phoenix area with my now wife. We just got married. Uh, So she took a job out here. We got back and I went into the more video production, public relations side of things. Um, Funny enough, this past May, which which is when we got married, I was down in Brazil. That's where she's from. And I got a text saying, hey, we're actually uh, looking at adding radio rights for ASU hockey. Are you interested in being part of that conversation? Uh, and sure enough, we you know talked. I talked with the higher ups and the powers that, that be, um, no pun intended there, at ASU. And sure <laughs> enough, it all worked out. Well, this is something that we know had to be done. Um, yeah. There were a couple of things that that uh, had to be done, and obviously the building is one of them. Uh, getting a radio deal had to be done. We know what's left, um, and I, that'll happen eventually when you know they don't. Uh, have 24 home games anymore um but this is something that had to be done uh i don't think there's any question about it um and this is a a a great thing and i'm and i'm proud to be a fellow cronkite graduate and you know it's only right that a sun devil is doing this I appreciate that. It's it's really, and, and you're so right, Paul, because it, it goes far beyond me or anybody who would have taken this role. This exposure of this program, still, I mean, frankly, in its infancy stages, but growing and growing exponentially, it's so important to have this publicity all across the nation because, I mean, you're a perfect example. You're out on the East Coast. That's where I'm originally from as well. My parents will want to listen and support ASU and, of course, me, but, but to be able to have this reach now without it being such a struggle to see or listen to the games it's critical well i don't think there's any question about it i mean um the streams are nice but you don't always have access to them um this you obviously do and lord knows um i have been screaming on this podcast or a version of this podcast forever (laughs) that uh, when you do a game, you have to know that it's not just the team you're covering that has people listening to a game. And, uh, and, it, and it just used to make me nuts when I would listen to uh, a, an ASU game that was being done by the uh, opposing team's radio broadcast. Get the names right for crying out loud. Holy smokes. <laughs> I, I basic agree. one it's, it's the simple stuff. You got to get that right. I, I remember, it's funny enough, I, I don't know if I've ever actually said this publicly, but uh, for that Penn State game I mentioned, the one I called on Pac-12 Network, I got a Penn State player's name wrong, and I, I can't remember for the life of me what his, his name ended up being, but I got it wrong for the entire broadcast, and it wasn't until after that I was approached and said, oh, yeah, you pronounced that wrong, and that is what taught me. It's the simple stuff that matters. Get the pronunciations right, and then you can figure out storylines and go from there. Right, because you you know that the odds are that somebody, probably more than one player's family, even if they're the opposing team, is somebody's listening or watching. Right. And they want to hear their their family members' names pronounced correctly. 
it's the I least guess, we can do as as broadcasters. Yeah, I mean, I remember once screwing up Daniela Macapani's name. I'd never heard it before. When I screwed, once I screwed it up, I never got it wrong again. But I did it. Love it, love it. Okay, let me tell you this, guys. As long as we're on this name conversation, I did a feature two days ago with Ken Landau, the voice of uh, Colorado College Tiger Hockey. He was covering the Five Nations tournament in Colorado Springs, and and I said to Ken, I said, um, the American names, no, no problem. I said a bit of a struggle for the uh, European names, and he goes, a bit. How about a lot? <laughs> It's challenging. It makes you really uh, uh, hold on to those moments when, you know, the Johnny Walkers of the world uh, are playing for the team. And, and that one's a pretty easy one. But now, yeah. now I have to, you know, learn how to pronounce names like Semfenfelter. I don't even know if I got that right at this point. No, you got it. You we'll got get it. There. You got it. <laughs> we'll get there. I promise. Well, it, and he's also the goalie, so he's not going to handle right. the puck, you know, during play. Usually the play's going to stop or, or something along those lines. But this is a long way from Facebook Live, isn't it? That that it certainly is, and it it just goes back <laughs> to the fact that that hey, but you know what? It, it, I will say this: the stakes are the same. You still want to come with the same professionalism and same preparation, and you know it's it's a difficult task, but it's something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. And you know, it will be far from perfect at the beginning, but I hope you guys and everybody else kind of stay with us as we iron out those kinks and and just get better. Well, I don't think people who are not media people understand just the, 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 the physical aspect and the technical aspect uh, of getting a broadcast on the air. Even something is, I mean, I don't want to say as simple as radio, but there's still a lot of technical stuff and, and things that can go wrong, probably much more than TV. Certainly. Yeah, no, there, there certainly are. And, you know, I'm still getting up to speed with what I'll be responsible for. But but you're right. I mean, people don't know we, we don't have anybody in the booth with us, per se. It'll be myself and then a, a color commentator who will hopefully be named in the coming weeks. And that's it. We're responsible for all the technical aspects, as well as our game preparation, all the interviews and so on and so forth. Um, so, let, Tyler, let me hold on one second, right. Paul. Let me, um, Tyler, let me ask you this. Um, when you think back to that very first game that you did in Oceanside uh, and you were going like, okay, this is NCAA hockey, but I'm in Oceanside. And now you think ahead six years, whatever, and you say, um, I'm doing NCAA hockey, but in a state-of-the-art arena. Uh, has that settled in yet? Have you really felt it yet? Or will it take you to be in the booth first? Uh, you know, it, it is it is such an honor, and I, it, it's surreal to be honest with you. Because I remember entering Oceanside as you know a sophomore in college, thinking this is the coolest thing ever, simply to be covering a D one team. And then you you tack on, like you said, six seven years later, an arena that is built just for this team, and of course the other incredible sports at ASU. But but this team has gone through so much, and to see it rise to the point where the school, the university, and and the city and state felt it was necessary to put a state-of-the-art arena there to support this team. It's incredible. And just to be a small part of that, to be able to kind of share their stories, uh, I, like you said, I don't think it'll fully set in until that first game at home on October 14th, but but I am so excited and, and over the moon. Well, you know, Tyler, I mean, this is the way uh, I look at it. To me, this is a Christmas present every day. And I've said yep. that on this podcast forever, um, that the first game you did as a sophomore, even at Oceanside, um, it was the coolest thing ever. This is just the next Certainly. coolest thing ever. Okay? Could, um, couldn't agree more. You know, uh, it's completely different in terms of, of, of the landscape, but it's just a different, coolest thing. And... Uh, you know, to have been there at the beginning and I'm not going to deny my jealousy because <laughs> I've been on the East coast. Um, you know, you look at the roster and, and it's just the way that, that, you know, where it's been and where it's going and we have, and it's not anywhere close to the ceiling yet. You know, I mean, I, 
I couldn't agree more. And and to see, I mean, and I'm sure we'll dive more into this, but but in doing my prep, just noticing how young of a team this is. I mean, this is among the youngest teams in the nation. And to see the potential for not only this year, but for years to come, to see the amount of transfers from from top solid schools all across the nation. I mean, there is a lot to be excited about. Um, Tyler, how much did you watch into... last year? Oh. Say that again, Paul. Sorry. How much did you watch last year? I mean, you were obviously working. I, I think you're even doing some 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 classes over in Cronkite, no? Yeah. No, the, the irony is I didn't catch too many actual live games last year simply because of the access kind of issue that we've talked about. And right. I was on the East Coast, of course. But you're right. Yes, this is actually not my full-time job. I still teach a, an <laughs> ethics class over at Cronkite. And my full-time job, I'm actually now a communication specialist over at American Express here in Phoenix. So this is like my third job, but it is nice. just as important as the other two, I promise. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. Tyler, um, let me ask you this. Um, when you look at the uh, the job that Coach Powers has done in building up this roster, and uh, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but Paul and I talk to a lot of uh, coaches at different levels, and almost everybody in the West, if they're an ACHA D1 program right now, has their eyes focused on ASU for the next two years. They want to see how good this program can be. They want to see how it, it generates fan support. They want to hear the radio broadcast. They want all that to see if they can make the jump. So do you feel a bit of pressure or not? maybe it's not pressure, but just uh, responsibility to try to do this the very best that you can so that you can add uh, more teams to the West? No doubt. Uh, this is ASU is ground zero for trying this model of college hockey out West, uh, at least in the continental United States. And I, I think that there is so much potential for growth in this sport. You know, we see it in the numbers of, of those kids playing youth hockey and going through the ranks. We see it here in Arizona. I mean, Coach Powers talks about it all the time. I'm sure he's mentioned it to you many times about Austin Matthews and, and just the talent that you see coming out of, of Arizona. And so I think that there is an immense amount of pressure. It's, it's something that I, learn to thrive on. I, I'm, I'm big on preparation. I'm big on research. I'm big on just getting it right. And I won't always, but, but yes, there is a ton of pressure, but it's all a good thing. So let as me you bounce start... back. Okay, one, one, I have one more follow-up Paul, real quickly. Um, let me bounce back to that game that you did at Gila river on the PAC 12 network. And uh, you know, you and I both lost a friend and Tim Gatson, who was your uh, play by or your uh, color guy that night. But um, your thoughts on, on that process going from Gila River and, and now finally having this own building again, I want to keep coming back to that because that was a big step in the program to play Penn State on TV like that. It is, and, and it absolutely was. And that was, I mean, at the time, a, a monumental uh, moment for, for Sun Devil Hockey. Um, that was just an incredible experience. I remember, you know, just being so nervous for it. But as the game went on and Tim made it so easy simply because he was just such a, a knowledgeable man when it came to hockey and, you know, may he rest in peace. What a, what a great person to, to prepare with. And, and he really prepared me just for the, the game, the flow of the game. You know, I, I grew up playing hockey. I know the game well, but, but he just had a different perspective. And I think it prepared me well, not only for, for that game, but calling sports and just being on television in general. And so Hopefully a lot of that will translate. Got to be honest. It's been about a year since I've been on any sort of broadcast news or sports <laughs> program. So it might be a little bit rusty that first weekend. I hope uh, everybody will cut me a little bit of slack, but, but it's really just about the preparation and then, and then sharing the game. I will say what's different for me, and, and I have some radio experience just here and there, but that's completely different for me. I've always been, I've always been a TV guy. That's, that's how I've, always broadcasted. And so this will be different in trying to figure out that balance of not having that visual aid on your screen and still being able to describe the game while, while letting it breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, all I can say is that, and, and, and you don't need advice from me. I just, as somebody, Please, who, no. <laughs> just as somebody who grew up uh, listening to, and most people associate Marv Albert with basketball, um, but he was a, a radio guy too. And uh, he always talked about um, better to be a, a, a split second behind than to miss something. You're right. 
Um, now, I used to listen to it because it was Marv Albert, even though I didn't root for that team. But that was all. Well, he was one of my and, idols. And he's an incredible broadcaster. Right. So I, I'm just, you know, me, I'm just a schlub with a podcast. And, and you know, I'm just telling you um, what, you know, the approach he used to take. So uh, you can take it uh, with whatever <laughs> usefulness you might find. Uh, no, that's, that in, is great advice. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, because the puck moves faster than we can talk. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I want to say one other yet? thing, though. Hold on a second, Paul. I got to say this because you uh-huh. like this. Um, Tim Gasson was U of A. Tyler was ASU. Yeah, who? You guys did a fantastic job working together. And uh, so it can work. I know it can work. And I know I, that I know U of A has got a lot of eyeballs on you. <laughs> let's let's hope not too many right but no well, he, he was u of a through and through but sorry paul go ahead no it's okay we don't acknowledge that school so don't worry about that fair enough when they get a hockey team we'll talk about that that is that is what i'm talking about I, that's what i've been telling scott for i don't even know how long now and this is not nothing personal against coach berman really good dude uh don't worry but, he's got a dartboard with your picture on it so he i'm sure he does <laughs> When he gets frustrated. I'm sure he does. Yeah, well, I'm surprised he doesn't have it like on a rock and takes a sledgehammer to it, but that's <laughs> another story. Um, have you been to the building yet, Tyler? I haven't. I've been uh, trying to work out a time with all the uh, powers that be at ASU to go tour it. Um, we're hoping here in the next couple of weeks I can head out there. I, I do know that you know some sort of open house event is in the works for once uh, construction is done. And so I'll definitely be out there whenever that uh, ends up being scheduled. But no, I have not seen it. I have driven past it. It looks incredible from the outside. Doesn't really look like a whole lot. Uh, but but just the work that they've been doing and the photos that I've seen, I just can't wait to step foot and, and to step foot in the booth. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. we, we go back and, and to talk about Gila River Arena. You guys have both both been there and you know how high up that press box is. And it's just yeah. a totally <laughs> right. weird vantage point for a hockey game. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, I'm excited to be closer to ice level. I'm, I, I've been told that it's about. 15, maybe 20 rows up. And that's, that's where my vantage point will be. So right near center ice. Um, so hopefully it'll just be the, the perfect situation. Well, listen, now you've been on all ends of the spectrum, right? You were at Gila river. Uh, you did games at Oceanside. Um, right. <laughs> and now you'll be right in the middle, in the middle. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really, really, uh, a, a big deal. And, you know, it's, See, I would have snuck in. Dude, that's a, <laughs> you know, you're, I, a good, you're a good guy. I would have snuck in. Well, now you're giving um, me ideas. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, this is, you know, this is what I would have done because, you know, it, it, I, there is a, a little bit of, you know, uh, I hate there's to use not the phrase, a little devil bit. in me. A lot but... of it, and you know it. There's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, Better I, to I beg for forgiveness, to... right? Yep. <laughs> we want to we want to get to your view of this team again a little deeper but before we get to that when you saw this schedule come out and you realize that uh, there are a lot of big teams big name teams blue blood teams uh quality hockey players a lot of big occasions the uh the desert classic is coming back uh there's minnesota coming on thanksgiving weekend what were your thoughts when you thought hey this is my my shot to call these guys in the inaugural year at the multi-purpose arena or Chuck box center is that's what we're calling. It. Yeah. We're calling oh it my that goodness. until we are calling it that until they give it us, give us a name. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when they're ready to dish it out, that's the, you know, we'll change it. But for now it's the Chuck box center and they're going to get over it. And, you know, um, by the way, I we also, it. we also, we also refer to, uh, that Thanksgiving weekend team is the other maroon and gold team, just so you know. Right. It's it's more of a crimson, isn't it? I, I don't know. It I don't doesn't know matter. Minnesota. It's the other yeah. maroon and gold team. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. When I when I saw that schedule, even before it was announced that that I would be taking this role, um, the my first thought was this is typical Coach Greg Powers, and and the reason I say that is because he has never shied away from the difficult challenges because he knows that's the only way to make your mark and elevate your program 
to the next level. And I know it sounds cliche, but that's the truth. And and so when I look at these teams, I mean, you you were talking a little bit earlier in your show about uh, Butchie Gross and his his uh, analysis and his preseason rankings for whatever they're worth. I mean, he's a, a pretty smart guy, but nevertheless, yeah. you're right. It's early. You Very see early. four of four of those top five teams in his rankings. ASU plays this year. They start the yep. year at Minnesota Duluth. I mean, that is not an easy environment to play in. They welcome in Minnesota. They go to Denver, which, by the way, I'll tell you, we will be there for that series. I'll give you a little sneak peek of that one. Nice. We, we will and be Vegas. on the road for a couple more. Uh, that, that's the plan right now, and then hopefully <laughs> we can work in a couple more. Uh, but but those are easy trips for, for us broadcasters to make, and then obviously yeah. in years to come. But but anyway, when, when we look at the schedule, it, it shows the depth of – of college hockey as a whole. And it shows what coach powers wants to elevate this team to be. I agree with Paul when he says that, that this can be one of the top 16 teams in the nation, you know, give it, give it a month's time. And we could very well be talking about putting ASU in the top 16. Well, this is just my humble opinion, but, um, and I don't think it would surprise anybody um, that the likely top line of Josh Doan, uh, Robert Mastromoni and um, uh, Lucas Sillinger is probably going to be anywhere, anywhere from one of the top three to five lines in the country. And they're going to be a threat every time they step on the ice. And I don't think ASU has had a line that deep uh, it, in, in the first seven years. Yeah, it's it's hard. I'm trying to rack my brain for for those top lines, and I, I guess maybe you can make an argument with like the Jordan Masters line when when he was around with the program. But but I agree. Even then, uh, it's it's hard to compete against those three guys on your top line, and then just the depth and the the young the the young squad that ASU has. Um, not only this year, but but for many years to come, we hope will just continue to advance and playing off one another. I think it's going to be hard to stop goals against this Arizona state team simply because they just have so much speed, so much young firepower uh, and they will on three or four of their lines, which is pretty impressive. Tyler, I want to ask you this uh, about those, that depth you're talking about is I've told this to Paul a couple different times, but it's gotta be difficult for coach powers and, and Hicks and um, field to uh, put these, guys together and keep them all happy you got so much talent and um you gotta have that you gotta have that depth but how do you keep them all happy and do you see that as a concern possibly oh goodness that's why i didn't go into coaching doc it's (laughs) managing a locker room is not my forte you give me a mic all day but no i look i think i think it just goes to his philosophy of this is and again it's cliche but it really is the philosophy of this team can really be the tradition and set the stage for years to come. And I think that's what he's done since the beginning. Greg Powers is is among the most patient people I've ever met in my life because he sees the light at the end of the tunnel, right? He sees what this team could be, what this program could be, how it could become one of those blue blood programs that you're seeing in the top 16 every single year that's making frozen fours, that's competing at the highest level. And so I think it's really just about establishing that this is a team effort and this is a long season, right? I mean, we go through parts of two semesters and you got to realize that these kids are college kids, right? We've all been there and we understand that, that there are trials and tribulations and then you tack on the pressure of being a division one athlete. Uh, but, but the opportunity is there to be a part of something really special. And, and to me, that's the best philosophy and everything I'd want to hear from my coach. Well, I mean, uh, the practices, might be tougher than the actual games because that's true you can sit there and 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 you know as you do your research you can probably figure out who the first nine forwards are going to be um who the first five defensemen are going to be um but when you start talking about those last four forwards and those last two defensemen um i mean you can't have an off day you cannot have an off day at all, because if you do, you might not get back in the lineup. I agree completely. I think and, and and to see how many kids have transferred as well. Right. Because, you know, we we we've talked about the fact that they have eight freshmen coming this year, which is I right. mean, just kind of astronomical in my mind. But all the, the transfers, I mean, they had five or six folks come 
from other schools, other power programs in college hockey. And so you're right. The competition within the team is going to be there week in and week out. And you can't have an off day or else you might lose your spot on the ice for a series or, you know, potentially the season at large. So I agree. The practices are really going to be what, what makes or breaks this team. Now, let me ask I mean, you a general here. Let me let me ask him a quick Scott. general question though about uh, college hockey in general, Tyler. And I know you're kind of just getting back into the day to day thing about it, but uh, Paul and I have also talked about this on previous podcasts that uh, all the teams we have seven teams now in the NCAA that we cover, and it seems like they've all approached things a little bit differently. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. Colorado College with second year coach Chris Mayotte didn't take anybody out of the portal. Um, Denver took one or two out of the portal. Um, Coach Powers took, what, six, five, six, something like that, out of the portal. Um, the, the, the teams up in Alaska, they had to. They had no choice. Lindenwood had to. They had no choice. Uh, Air Force is Air Force, so they couldn't really dig into it. But um, just your thoughts on college hockey. It's kind of strange that you can build really good competitive teams multiple ways. You're absolutely right. I guess the strategies kind of differ from program to program and what they have to offer, what the, the recruiting process looks like, not only for you know incoming freshmen, but also these graduate uh, transfers or, or just transfers who enter the portal at some point in their college hockey career. I find it so fascinating, though, and, and there is probably so much, there is, is definitely so much that I don't know about the new NIL and how many opportunities and restrictions it provides. And I think ASU is just, I mean, simply in a strategic advantage in that, in that regard. You know, you, you offer students the opportunity to come get a world-class education at this university and to be able to wear flip-flops to their games in their <laughs> brand new arena. I think it's just an incredible uh, proposition for these students who are looking to come and, and take their game to the next level. What I find so fascinating, and, and it makes sense if you look at the roster on paper, is how young of a team you have in terms of those eight freshmen, but also bringing in these experienced college hockey players from these, these talented programs and seeing their experience mesh well with the young kids and really kind of in tandem building this program with both the experience and the youth that that will uh, essentially bring this program to new heights. So I think Powers uh, did a great job and it will, I guess only time will tell when we see him on the ice. Well, it, it's hard to ask this question without having seen guys play, but as you started to do your research, what has been, if there are any one or two things that have surprised you about, and maybe we've covered them already, um, that you were like, wow, I didn't know that. Or wow, this is something different than I expected. You know, I, I guess nothing has really stood out to me as as surprising other than the fact, just, just the, the stark amount of young talent on this team. But I, I guess what really stands out to me is the the, the culture, right? And and I'll be honest, I haven't been in the locker room yet. I hope to, you know, get in there right, and meet I, some of the guys. That. But, but but it just seems like this team is meshing well. And, and a step beyond that, they're ready to win. This, you know, for, for so long, for so many years, it's been, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're slowly and incrementally getting better. And that has been the case. But at this point, with, you know, several seasons of competitive hockey, let's be honest, under their belt, they're ready to compete for a frozen four. This is no longer like, oh, you know what? If we finish at 500 this season, that's a success. No, this team is ready to compete and ready to be considered up there with the Denvers and Minnesotas and Duluths and, and everyone else. Well, when... Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say, when you look at this team now in terms of uh, the roster building, um, I, I think you now see a roster that is very mixed by class and a chance, you know, that if you look at it and you, you, you peek forward, this is where it looks like that the program going forward will be able to be um, not in a situation like where there, it, it looks like they're trying to rebuild where they can just reload because 
a, a lot of the guys that they brought in still have at least the possibility of two years. So this team is going to get a chance to gel and and not have it. You know, last year they needed some of the one and dones. Uh, that clearly is not the case this year. Um, so I, I think that's important to notice. Uh, how many conversations, Tyler, have you had with the coach so far about the team, if you've had that many? I mean, I know the coach has been on vacation. He's been away. Uh, how, how much of a chance have you had to speak to the coach to this point? You know, to be honest, not too many conversations about the team and the composition and such. Right. You know, we, we talked briefly when we were going through the process and they were interviewing for for this radio broadcaster role. But but much of it has been focused on making the broadcasts work. And now, you know, we're we're just shy of two months away from puck drop at the new arena. I think now is when we, we're going to begin conversations here in the coming days and weeks about what the storylines are, where what the players are and, and who they are and what to look out for on the ice this season. Uh, Tyler, I've got a two. Let, let me get my final two in here, Paul. Eh. We're running, uh, starting to run a little late here. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, here's my final two, Paul, or uh, Tyler. Uh, it's not. The, the, first one, <laughs> the first one for me is um, when you look around, and we had Joey Decord on the show, and he talked about uh, Dak's house and uh, all of that good stuff that's going to be happening. And then you look around at the other – uh, luxury boxes, and you know there's going to be an alumni spot. Um, have you had a chance to think about that and what that might be like and how you might want to incorporate some of that in the broadcast? That's number one. And uh, and number two is, is there going to be a tagline, a catch line that you're thinking about that's going to represent you and Sun Devil Hockey in no, your broadcast? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You yes. know, for so long, yeah. I, I'm going to answer your second question first, and then I'll go back to the alumni. The, yeah. I, I I agree with Paul that no is the answer. I, you know, for some people, <laughs> look, it works when you're established in the industry and you just have that catch line. Great. For me, uh, I, I think I have learned over time that it's a not about me, the broadcaster. So so coming up with a catch line is is just it doesn't do anything for anybody else other than kind of makes me smile at the end of a broadcast. Right. And it's not about me. It's about bringing the stories of the game and these players and these magnificent athletes and coaches. Uh, so, so no, no tagline planned. If something develops over time, uh, I think I think you'll pick up on it. You can ask me on the next uh, show. That you got it. But, but the, as for your first question, no. And I, I have thought about how we can incorporate different elements into this broadcast. And I think, you know, just to be perfectly transparent with you, we're probably going to start on the smaller end simply to see what our capabilities are, see how much access we actually have, how much time, you know, there's just a lot of logistical planning. But I do want to be able to bring on former athletes or even current ones who may be sitting a game and, and talk to them. Because as much as it's about the game action going on, these are, are athletes who we could very well see at the next level in just a couple of years. You know, Joey Decord is a perfect example of that. Just a class act when when I was here, uh, never shied away from an interview or even just a chat, you know, outside the locker room, just to kind of discuss what the chemistry is like and, and what's going on in his day-to-day -day life. If we can incorporate more of that, I think that's the element that we want because it shows that this is not just some hockey team out in Tempe, Arizona. This is a, a group of guys who are working towards building something much bigger than perhaps they ever imagined. You know, they are building this program from the ground up, and that's still the case today. Well, he, here's here's here here's what I, what uh, logistics. Uh, I assume there'll be pregame. Yep, thirty minute pre, thirty minute post. Thirty, nice, nice. Yes. Wow, that's uh. Now listen, there's enough players on this roster where you you can get just about a different guy every night and not get to anybody twice. So, um, <laughs> well, if you have any storylines, please send them over my way. Now, I'm sure we'll have plenty, but but always looking to kind of kind of uncover something that you know perhaps nobody knew before. Well, and of course, you know, as, as somebody who's been following closely, I mean, between you and I'm sure you know Josh Schaefer. Um, yes. you know, Cronkite hockey, it's, uh, right. building quite a legacy pretty quickly and, uh, you guys should be proud of it. And, and cause I know I am, and you know, this is, uh, this is just going to build on that legacy even more in Syracuse. You can stick it.
<laughs> I, I appreciate that. I, I really do. And, and, you know, <laughs> I don't well, I'll care. What, Josh, Josh did such a phenomenal job and he is in such a great position right now with the Ontario rain. He's just doing some great work. You know, we went back and forth on Twitter the other day, uh, just a little bit. And I, I had half joked, but I was, I was kind of serious that I would reach out to him with, you know, for, for some notes on my broadcast, just because he's been doing it for so long now. And, and I've been out of it for a few years, but it, it feels good to, to represent not only the university as a whole, but, but the Cronkite school, you know, they've provided so much to me and to us. And, and just to be able to kind of fulfill this dream as a kid who played roller hockey growing up now getting to call games for his university. It's, it really is, it's corny and it's cliche, but it, it's a dream come true. Hey, don't, don't 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 worry about that corny and cliche stuff. Okay, <laughs> it's, because, it makes the best the best content, right? <laughs> right, because because in the '80s, you know, way back when, when we were still using uh, razor blades to cut reel to reel tape, I said to somebody <laughs> in the athletic department, "They should have hockey here," and I got laughed at. So <laughs> who's laughing now? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm you know, and this is and that's why I say this is like a Christmas present. Every game. Every story, every um, I, 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 I don't take it for granted. I don't. I'm, I'm sure you guys don't either. Um, you know, but uh, you know, there. This is, you know, a chance. By the way, because you, there are people that still don't even know this team exists that are there. Right. Forget about anywhere else <laughs> in the country. You're right. People, you know, people discount this team and they have for a long time. And, and, you know, some people still denying that ASU will ever be a powerhouse in hockey. And I just say, you know, sit back and wait. Uh, whatever this, this, this to, to me, um, and I know this question comes up all the time and I've said it on this podcast a thousand times. You told me I can only pick one team to win a national championship. Uh, it, it's not going to be that hard to figure out which one I'd want it to be. So um, and that's no knock on anybody else in the athletic department, but this is number one in my heart. And, uh, even answered that question today on Twitter when somebody said, are you excited for the season? I said, yeah, I can't wait for the hockey season to start. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the, the, it's the road to Tampa. <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's exactly so. Tyler, we appreciate you taking some time. It's great to have you back in the desert. Even though that I'm in Colorado now, I will make my way through the desert several times. Um, you might even see Paul there once or twice. And uh, you'll definitely see me in Vegas because I can't wait to see that event. That's going to be just fantastic. You talk about growing a program, playing against a team like North Dakota. So best of luck. Um, hopefully we run into each other real quick so we can uh, sit down and maybe I can buy you a drink or something. Would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been such a, a blast. I hope I get to come on again. But uh, Scott, thank you, Paul. Thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's an open Anytime. invitation, Tyler. Open invitation. Much appreciated. I'll take you Anytime. up on it, and we'll Good. reach out to you when you uh, when you got all kinds of stuff happening because we know this team is going to make some noise. And uh, I got a feeling I'm going to be in Duluth for that second game uh, of the season. I've got Lindenwood, Minnesota first, but I'll drive up by 35 and and make sure I'm there to see that one because uh, that's my old stomping ground. <laughs> Good stuff. That's right. Well, that'll be a blast. Have so much fun, and don't forget to pack your winter coat. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I will. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, Yeah, Tyler. Tyler Paley, thanks for joining us on the uh, Analytics and Eyeballs. Paul and I will be back in just a minute to uh, wrap up another episode for you. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, pot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Summer Skate Studios. 
This is Analytics and Eyeballs. Indeed it is, Analytics and Eyeballs. It's Monday night, which means that's what time it is. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado today. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from New York somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw yeah. that out there. Uh, no, right. uh, you know, having Tyler back is just like, uh, it's like, uh, uh, like having that old pair of jeans or uh, an old pair of jeans. you just call Tyler? What do we because do? Tyler, you can't call him old. He's half our age. No, no, no. I'm not. I didn't call him old. I said it's like having an old pair of jeans on. You're comfortable with it, right? It's comfortable to to talk. You know he's going to do a fantastic job. He's proud of the university. He is part of the university. He'll always be part of the university. He knows the hockey program. He takes his job very, very seriously. He does uh, a fantastic job while he's on the air, and I have no no uh, doubts that he's going to be very, very good at what he does. And that's going to soar the program even higher um, than, than they're at right now. So um, I can't wait to, to hear him. I can't wait to – and that's going to be the thrill for me. And hopefully I'll be able to hear him wherever I'm at because if I can't see the games, I at least want to hear him. And uh, that's been a challenge being away from, from Arizona for a year now. It's like how, how do I see and hear everything? Um, so right. that'll be fun. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. And, of course, uh, we'll catch up with them plenty of times. I'll be there, and hopefully you'll be there for a couple of games or so, and I'll catch Never up with know. them when they're on the road. So um, we'll try to get it all covered. But just your thoughts on, on having Tyler back in the building as an alum. Well, first of all, it's only right. Uh, you can hear the enthusiasm. Um, it's a great choice. Um, you know, he, you know, he, he definitely um, knows a game. Um, and, you know, I, and, and I come from those roller hockey roots, too. That's how I started to play. Uh, there's not a lot of ice in Queens. Um, you know, at least not accessible ice anyway. Um, and, it, and it's just great. And, and, you know, he'll get a chance to grow with the program even more. And we already know he has a love for this team. And he's going to be a great, great ambassador for the program. Yeah, good word. That's the word I was looking for, ambassador. He's going to be a great ambassador for the program. Um, the, uh, the other thing with Tyler is that he's, he's so into what he does. He's so professional at what he does that he's immediately, and I'm not taking away from anybody else, um, but basically, it's been a student-run situation, and students are learning, right? That's why they're in college. Right. Uh, but he's going to take it to a professional level. If you've seen any of his work uh, out in Toledo, he was fantastic. He covered a yeah. lot of different things, and he—he, he, I know we're going to be listening and not seeing him, but um, he, he's just got a knack for what it takes, and he takes everything seriously, and that's what you need to gain respect. I know. Uh, and you know this, everywhere I've been, people have talked about, when's ASU going to have a, a new building? Okay, well, they got it. When they're going to have radio broadcasts, you know? Uh, right. when, when are they going to start, you know, becoming a quote-unquote big team? Well, they are a big team now. they got a big quality team on the ice. they got a quality arena. They have uh, quality broadcasts. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. And I just want to remind people that this is not Tyler's full-time job. <laughs> right. The, as, well, as you know, and and I talked yes. with Jay Stickney here in Denver, and Jay's done this for 20 years almost now, and right. uh, it's still a very, very, very small paycheck. So this has done a lot for the love of the game and the right. uh, staying connected, and that's uh, that's a big thing. So I'm just thrilled that Tyler was available because a lot yep. of people aren't. I mean, uh, you can't, yeah. you know, if you got to make a living, sometimes you can't just take on something extra. So no, I'm, I'm aware. I'm thrilled. Yeah, and 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 there are a lot of things uh, connected to this that that I didn't even get a chance to ask. Like, hopefully, students will still be allowed to do games, and and I don't know how the streams are going to work now. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they will work, um, but are they still going to use students on the stream? Will they do a uh, a simulcast, so to speak, with Tyler? Um, didn't, you know, it's not that these thoughts didn't come into my head, but 
I mean, he's got other priorities, so I'm sure it's not his decision to make. Um, so, well, yeah. and here's the thing, Paul. This this was the big news that came out last week, and I reached out to him immediately and invited him on the show because uh, I have that much respect for what he does, and yeah, um, I just thought he would be a great guest, and he certainly was. But the other thing is. Um, it's August right now. We've got August and September to get through. So we got time to, to get into those things as we get a little closer. I understand that, but those are the Um, things that I think about. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, but that's something (laughs) we'll, we'll, I'm sure other people think of it too. So we want to get to it at some point in time down the road, but, um, you know what? Um, the broadcast is in good hands. It'll be interesting to see who they pick up as a uh, color analyst for them. Yeah. But, um, and, and they'll start slow. Like he said, they'll do the home games and, a couple of select road games, it sounds like, and um, and they'll grow off of it. You know, like I said, this isn't right. a full time gig. They're not paying somebody a, a hundred grand to do this. So um, I I get it. You know, we'll I, see I what know. happens. But thrilled to have him on. I'll let you yep. take it away unless you've got something more to talk about before we go. No, I just uh, just uh, we're headed to what will probably be a U.S. Canada showdown in the World Juniors. Uh, U.S. is playing Sweden back to back. I guess those games will be on Wednesday night. Um, I do not, we do not know the times, but my guess is that based on the way they've been scheduled so far, uh, Team Canada will play at seven, and U.S. Team USA will play at ten thirty. So we got that going on. Are those Eastern times? Yes, those are Eastern. Well, of course they're okay. Eastern times. Those are the only things that we <laughs> that that sane people use is Eastern time because then everybody knows. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's got to figure it out. No, nobody has to figure it out because they auto. The no, because they automatically know. It's an instinct at this point. Maybe if you're five, you don't understand. But at this point, it's all instinct, especially for sports fans. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I'll do the math. If it starts at ten thirty, it's oh, going to be God, don't do my math. Time. Please don't do math. <laughs> It'll be 8.30 here in the mountain area, folks. If you're living and listening out here in uh, Colorado, it'll be 8.30 Eastern. If that's up to, uh, if it's t- I- I'm sorry, 8.30 see? Mountain. See? 1030. You see how you're trying to be a smartass? That's my job, not yours. <laughs> All right, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by Jorians and Suites, Jory Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World Hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership, but you must see one of the stores for details. Buy Summer Skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word. Perfection. Do we have uh, that other address now for Jesse Ray's Barbecue? Uh, let's just say for the moment that it is in Henderson. I, I, it is I in Henderson. It, I think it's. But I don't know. I think it's, it's at three hundred one North, three hundred eight North Boulder. Three hundred eight North Boulder Highway. Yeah. Yep. So just, just we'll let people it. know. Buy M Drive supplements to fuel and refine your drive at M Drive for Men by Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 College, South College Avenue in Fort Collins works hard to make sure you get the car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a big thank you to the new radio voice of the Arizona State Sun Devil Hockey Program, Tyler Paley, for joining us tonight. Um, Paul and I will be back tomorrow night to uh, do another College Hockey West Live. Paul, how are things in, in Albany before we go? Um, things uh, are, are, are getting smoother. We, we okay. you know. Good to that's, hear. Good to hear. That's, that's you know, that's, the, you know, what goes on. And, uh, you know, there's a major change in lifestyle for people, including me. And um, we got to figure it out. Yeah, we're going to miss our uh, our voice. We're going to have to try to get him on break or something to record some stuff for us. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, good luck, Charlie, uh, up there in Albany. With What did we say? What did we come up with that uh, nickname is actually the? It's the Great Danes. The Great Danes. Love it. Yes. Love it. Okay, we'll take a minute for little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers Hello New Day and ask you to tune in tomorrow uh, with Paul Hornstein and myself and Wednesday with Stephen Marsh and myself as we continue the quad pod of live hockey college podcasts. Good night, everybody. Good night.